Come on and bless the Lord and say, if you know God is mighty, come on, stand to your feet. 
and give him a clap. Come on, let's come on. We came to praise today. Does anybody believe that he's mighty? Come on, one more time. Let's do that. Lord, you're mighty. Come on, say. Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you're mighty. Lord, you're mighty. morning to the historic Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church, the birthplace of gospel music. We are excited that you have decided to join in in person with us today. I don't know about y'all, but I got excited when I saw the CDC report that the masks are about to come off. You can wear them if they're optional, but the masks are about to come off, and I'm ready to see, because I'm, 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 I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking in my mind that the reason I don't hear the praise is the mask might be stopping it. So I'm hoping and praying that when they say it's time for us to let the mask go, that we're going to hear a shout in this place like never before, because Lord, you are mighty. Come on. We welcome, we welcome our online partners this morning. Those of you watching live on Facebook right now, do us a favor, hit that share button and let the world know that you have tuned in to the birthplace of gospel music. For those of you watching on YouTube, do us a small favor. Don't just watch, hit the subscribe button. That way you ain't got to guess what time we come on. It will automatically alert you and you will be in with us as we go into the presence of the Lord. Again, we are grateful one more time just to be on this last day of what they gave as Black History Month, but we know we black every day, all day, 365 days of the year. Huh? Come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah in this place. Let us go to our scripture for today. Our scripture comes from the book of Jeremiah. The book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 9. Jeremiah chapter 9, starting at the 23rd verse. Jeremiah chapter 9, starting at the 23rd verse. If you have it, say amen. If you need a minute, say I need a minute. That's right. And if you said, and if I heard you say you need a minute, I need to hear you be at Bible study on Wednesday. Amen. Amen. Again, it's Jeremiah chapter 9, starting at the 23rd verse. And it reads, Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. 
Let not the rich man glory in his riches. 24 says, but let him that glorious glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord, which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. The word of God is blessed. Let us pray. Father God, we welcome you into this place. Lord God, we thank you for just another Sunday, God. God, we thank you because we know some that laid down last night did not get up, God, but you saw fit that we would have another opportunity and another chance to come into your house and to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Now, God, we ask that you would just come and inhabit the praises of your people. God, let it be a sweet-smelling savor unto you on this day. We pray this prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Let every heart say amen. Oh, come on, say it with your chest. Amen. Oh, anybody want to just shout hallelujah in this place? Hallelujah. national anthem, we can definitely stand for the Negro national anthem, amen? Thank you. 
Good morning, all. Um, the announcement is next Saturday, March 5th, we have our trustee election. We want to make sure that all of you come out because you have to, you have to vote in person. The election is during the church meeting, but if you work and you can't come by 10 o'clock and you have to get here by, I mean, if you work early, we're going to open the doors at 7.30 for those of you who work. We will let you vote. And um, the rest of you come out at 10 o'clock and make your selection. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. We are excited about our, our, our business meeting coming this coming uh, Saturday. A lot of wonderful things to report. God has been good to us. We have had favor uh, in places this week. Amen. Oh, y'all, y'all didn't hear what I just said. We had a wonderful meeting with our alderman this week. We were very excited about the outcome of that meeting. Uh, and we have some news to share with regards uh, from that meeting with Alderman Dow. Uh, we are excited about that. also want to make mention, um, Ash Wednesday, uh, there will be an Ash Wednesday 6 p.m. virtual service. Uh, Ash Wednesday 6 p.m. virtual service on our Facebook Live and YouTube channels this coming Wednesday at 6 p.m. So in lieu of Bible study, I invite you to tune in to Facebook Live or the YouTube channel for our 6 p.m. virtual Ash Wednesday service. Also, I'm asking all of our various uh, leaders of various organizations in our, in our church, if you would get your annual days or your days proposed dates to our church clerk so that we can continue to populate our church calendar. Uh, we have some things that are coming up and we need to coordinate and de-conflict. And so we want to make certain that all of our uh, organization's presidents or whomever does that work will get your dates in so that we can make certain that we can coordinate our church calendar for the year. Also, we want to make mention that choir rehearsal resumes this coming Thursday at 6 p.m. If you are desirous to sing and be in the church choir and other things that we're doing musically, we are thinking broad and wide. And so if you have your gift and you want to lend it to the glory of God, be here on this Thursday at 6 p.m. Also, uh, super proud to announce the pastor anniversary. The third pastor anniversary will be the second Sunday in March, praise the Lord. And we, I am so excited that Pastor L.K. Curry, the pastor emeritus of the Emmanuel Baptist Church, will be here. This, this pastor has seen it all. He is 90-plus years old and still preaches like he's 25. And so we are excited that Pastor Curry will be here on uh, the second Sunday of March. Also want to say thank you again. We have been getting wonderful comments to those, again, who worked uh, on the Ricky Dillard taping. We are still, 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 still getting comments uh, about that production. Uh, you should know that all of the audio was done in-house here at Ebenezer. Amen. Y'all missed that. All of the audio was done here. Audio production was done here at Ebenezer. 
And so we, there was a lot of work that went into that, and we're getting comments from all over the country. Uh, and so we are excited about that. I want to end with this, uh, this card that we received. It says, Reverend Person, we would like to thank you, the staff, and members of Ebenezer for the thoughtfulness and love that was shared with us in the celebration of life of our mother, Ethel Brunson. Our entire family appreciated the support. Our mother made Ebenezer her home for over 70 years uh, that offered an atmosphere of love and support. We will continue to pray for each of you as, she, as the word of God continues to grow within your walls, members, and throughout the community. Take care and God bless. Please accept this donation with our love. And then we've turned that over to the trustee. Uh, a wonderful donation on behalf of the Ethel Brunson family. Amen. 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 Let us continue to worship the Lord. about you got to give an account at the judgment you better mind oh you better mind oh you better mind 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 you got to give an account at the judgment you better mind you better mind how you pray you better mind what you're praying about. You got to give an account at the judgment. You better mind. Oh, you better mind. Oh, you better mind. Mind, mind. You got to give an account at the judgment. You better mind. You better mind how you shout. You better mind what you shout about. You got to give an account at the judgment. You better mind. Oh, you better mind. Oh, you better mind. Mind, mind. You've got to give an account at the judgment. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Come on, give God a hand clap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is offering time. It's offering time. I wanted to, as we prepare for your offering, I wanted to uh, reiterate something about uh, that Pastor Person mentioned about the uh, Ricky Diller taping. I just want to give you guys a quick update. That um, <clears throat> that video uh, that we uh, that was shot here, that recording uh, has now uh, had the number right in front of me. Yeah, has now been seen uh, just short of by 10,000 people. 10,000 people. It's just short of 10,000. Uh, it was at 93 or 9,400 last night. I was trying to pull up the most recent number, but uh, it was just short of uh, 10,000 people. So it is something to, to that we can be proud of, but it's not something we're going to rest on. Amen? Amen. Amen. Because there's going to be bigger, bigger, and better, and better as the Lord provides. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. But it is offering time. It's offering time, so get your gifts ready, whether it be physically in your hand or digitally in your phone or, or if you're sitting at home on your computer, if it's on your keyboard, uh, on your screen already, you can see the five ways to give. You can uh, definitely go to our website, EbenezerBronzeville.org. Pause for one second. Musicians, come on, give me something. Y'all got me up here by myself. <laughs> come on, give me something. <laughs> but you can give online, EbenezerBronzeville.org. EbenezerBronzeville.org. You can give there. Hit the Give Now button. Also, you can text to give. You can text to give. Real simple, real easy to do. That number is on your screen as well. You can text to give. Also, you can Zelle, Zelle, or Quick Pay, as we say. You can use the Quick Pay option as well. Amen. Don't forget, too, you can drop your offering off at 4501 South Ben Sands Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 60653. Or you can also mail it to that exact same address. Amen. Amen. Come on, y'all. Let's get in the spirit to get a giving. Come on, let's pray. Father God, we thank you in advance for these gifts. God, we thank you for what you've already done. We thank you for what you continue to do. And we thank you for what you are going to do in the months, weeks, years, decades to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. trustee meeting this past Thursday, one of the things that came out of the trustees, um, the trustees, the pastors asking for us to be faithful in our stewardship. Please understand that the generous grant that Ebenezer was awarded ain't in our bank. 
It's not in our bank. So don't feel like well, we've arrived. God has blessed our faith community, to be sure. But your commitment, your stewardship is between you and God. Yeah, yeah. I can't get no no hit yeah. any worshipers yeah. in the house that yeah. know the word. Yeah. Your commitment is between you and God. Yeah. Don't lack up, slack up on your commitment to God because you don't want God to slack up on God's commitment to you. So I just want to put that out there without going into the details. We'll talk on Saturday, but let's, let's, let's do what we are called to do. And I want to say thank you to Minister King. He has a wonderful, wonderful African garb on the day. That black and gold looks good up on him. One time only. That black and gold looks good on him. One time only. That's all right. If you don't want to wear it no more, send it this way, bro. Send it this way. I didn't think he was allowed to wear black and gold. Some of y'all get that on the way home. Amen. That is a beautiful garment. Beautiful garment. Thank you to all of you who have helped us celebrate black history uh, with the wearing of African garments. Amen. 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 Let us now prepare our hearts and minds for altar call. Again, we have a, a, a huge list, a large list of people who are requesting prayer. Prayer. Everyone on the prayer list is not necessarily sick. They just stand in the need of prayer for whatever they are going through or whatever challenges they may face, or even they are there uh, to celebrate God's goodness uh, in their lives. And so they're acknowledging God's presence in their circumstances, situations. So we change the name from a sick list to a prayer list. Prayer list. Because there's some people on here just, just want you to pray for them. Nothing's wrong. They just want you to pray a prayer of encouragement, a prayer of victory, prayer for patience. On our list today, this last Sunday in the month of February is Crystal Davis and Lindsay Mayfield, Marguerite Jones, the mother of Reginald Jones, Doris Robinson, the cousin of Beverly Stinson, Deacon Chester Coleman, Elise and Willie Grant, Alfred Moore, Kenneth Sexton, son of Vivian Pete. We're praying for Sister Vivian Pete, who is here with us today. We're praying for Al and Mary Burton. Praying for Mary Sumter, Shirley Anderson, Grace Lee, Reverend Mary Grant. We're praying for Sarah Phillips and Mary Alexander. We're praying for Rosa, Rosa Conway. We're praying for Gladys Evans, Patricia Hatcher, Elvania Hawkins, Janice Carr, Reverend James Thompson, Mary and Gil Hort. We're praying, praying for Bernetta Pearson, David Pearson. We're praying for Albert Cheney, Angela Williams, the daughter of Patricia Hatcher, Johnny Clanton, son of Angela Clanton, Cynthia Mitchell, cousin of Vivian Taylor, Maude Burtz, cousin of Vivian Taylor, 
continue to pray for Rachel Ingram Sims and her family, praying for Reverend Doreen Driver is still asking for prayer. Praying for Michael Jones Jr., six-year-old friend of Dorothy Gibson and family. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. God, we come before you this Sunday morning lifting these names that are on our prayer list. Lifting them high, oh God, to the vaulted ceilings of this edifice. Asking, oh God, that you would see about each one of them, oh God, whatever they stand in need of, whatever they are going through, whatever they are celebrating, whatever, oh God, that has allowed them to be on this prayer list, God, we ask in the name of Jesus that you would touch, that you would heal, that you would restore, that you would encourage right now, oh God. We know, God, that there is power in prayer, wonder-working power. And so, God, we ask that you would see about these names. God, we lift up every single one of them. We lift up our church today, oh God. We lift up every member of this church, oh God. Our families, our friends, our relatives, oh God. Although all our entire circle of influence, we lift them up today, oh God. I lift up a co-worker's daughter who's in the hospital right now, God. Touch her. God, I lift up continue, oh God, Natalie Dumas and her family, oh God, as they are still grieving. Have mercy, oh God. God, we thank you today for the gift of life, for a reasonable portion of strength and health, oh God. We are thankful, oh God, we are in our right minds right now, God. We are so grateful for your goodness. We are grateful for your mercy, oh God. Right now, God, we say thank you. But in our gratitude, God, we're remembering the plight of others, oh God. We're remembering the people of Ukraine right now, oh God, where bombs are falling in their cities right now, oh God. You are taught in your word, oh God, that there will be rumors of wars and rumors of wars. And so, God, we ask that you would have mercy on those people of Ukraine. For all war-torn countries right now, oh God, those countries that are unknown to us, oh God, we ask, oh God, that you would speak peace into those circumstances and situations. God, we're grateful. We're grateful to be alive, oh God. We're grateful, oh God, that we're on the precipice to a new, a new place in time with this COVID-19. Almost two years, oh God. We have lost many people. Lives have been forever changed. God, we are thankful that we're on the precipice for a new phase of this COVID-19 where I hope and I pray, oh God, that some sense of normalcy will happen again. 
You know we can't go back, but we're thankful that we can go forward. And we go forward, oh God, trusting you more than we've ever trusted you before. Trusting that you will lead us and guide us and direct us, oh God. Because we believe, oh God, that you have all power in your hands. God, have, have your way in this service. In the balance of this service, oh God, that something that may be said, uttered, or sung will speak to those who have gathered online and those who have gathered in person. That they will feel, oh God, that they have been in the very presence of Almighty God. We will be ever so careful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory, which is our prayer. For it is in thy son Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen.
subject glory to his name. Thus saith the Lord, a reading from Jeremiah, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorious glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord, which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. Spending just a few minutes from the subject, glory to his name. 
Success is a vague term. It can only be defined by the one who pursues it. Because there are many different types of success. Consider there is success in business. Success in relationships. Success in sports. Success in the arts, just to name a few. There are many ways, though, to, to climb the ladder of success. You can climb with knowledge. So we get our college degrees and the subsequent application of our genius can catapult you to new vistas of achievement. You can climb by force. Military leaders and autocrats have lassoed a place for themselves in history, not by prowess, but by power. And then you can climb with money. More than a few people of renown have used their daddy's or their mama's fortune or perhaps a winning lottery ticket to get where they wanted to go. And when we experience success, oftentimes we don't know how to handle it. We like to brag and get boisterous. We, we like to poke our chest out and say, look what I've done. The truth be told, that's what the people of Judah were doing. Bragging, you see, is nothing more than self-glorification. Psychiatrists say that it's an integral component of healthy self-esteem and a crucial part of our sense of self. But bragging is nothing more than a display of excessive pride. And ultimately, pride goeth before the fall. Most of us were taught as children not to brag, to stay humble. When we did, our grandmothers and mothers would say, don't get too big for your britches. Daddy or granddaddy would say, uh, don't get your head so big it won't get in the door. Even today, when someone calls us out for bragging, we hate to hear those types of criticisms, yet many of us give in to the urge to do over-the-top showcasing. And the most famous bragging platforms are our social media ones. Bragging platforms are... Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok. I know our seniors may not know nothing about that, but well, maybe Sally Hogan does. But they thrive on those platforms. And you have to admit that social media bragging is a competition that has taken on feverish form for we see in our posts, our posts say my birthday party was the best. 
My grands are the cutest. My church is the best. My quotes are the bomb. Look at me all airbrushed and doctored up. Ain't I gorgeous? You see, self-promotion is so widespread that Facebook is creating a new platform to handle all of our bragging. It's called Meta. You've probably seen the ads on your cell phone or on TV. It's just one more way they will make a killing on the disease of self-gratification. In our scripture text, pompous, pretentious arrogance was just one of the issues the prophet Jeremiah was addressing. This heartbroken prophet had a heartbreaking message from his first chapter to his last. He labored for over 40 years proclaiming a message of doom to the stiff-necked people of Judah. Saying, in, in other words, get your act together or else. But his harsh prophecies were also bathed with tears of compassion. You see, Jeremiah wept over the sins of God's people. Prophets and preachers who tell the truth are seldom admired. Jeremiah was threatened in his hometown, tried for his life by the priests and prophets of Jerusalem, put in stocks, forced to flee uh, uh, to King Jehoiakim, publicly humiliated by the false prophet Hananiah, and thrown into a cistern. But Jeremiah stayed faithful and prophesied through three stages of Judah's rebellion. As I read the ninth chapter of Jeremiah, Jeremiah was preaching his famous temple sermon. One of the major, at one of the major annual festivals was being celebrated in Jerusalem, a, a festival attended by thousands of pilgrims from all over the nation of Judah. Standing at the major entrance to the temple, the prophet of God was preaching his message to a large crowd of people who came to worship. And it wasn't the type of sermon we like to hear on special occasions. You know, the kind that leave us with warm and fuzzing feelings. This was a sermon of chastisement and correction. You know, we don't like those sermons. See, I told you, I couldn't get no help there. We, we don't like to be corrected or chastised. But Jeremiah was preaching chastisement and correction. Jeremiah's warning about Judah's deceit and arrogance came directly from the Lord. The Lord warned Judah of his impending wrath. He told them just what they had to do to clean up their act. Jeremiah writes, thus saith the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. God's warning is clear as day. If you are bragging about your own accomplishments and resting on your own laurels, as the saying goes, you better check yourself 
as the young folks say, before you wreck yourself. So we look at three glory pitfalls a bit closer. First, there's this thing, man's, man's wisdom, man's wisdom. The statesmen of Jeremiah's day had been boasting of their wisdom. They had prided themselves in their political prowess. They had formed alliances with one nation after another to keep themselves safe from attack. And it worked for a century. But now things were changing. Egypt had become a great power and and was warring against Assyria. King Josiah sided with Assyria and was slain in the battle of Migdal. Without a king, Judah was forced to form an alliance with Egypt in order to survive. Thus Jeremiah said, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. God says, you can escape my judgment by trusting your own wisdom. And if we are to be honest, don't we do that? Most people will tell you that their confidence comes from trusting the wisdom uh, gained by their own track record. We, We make decisions based on what we know and what we think is best for us. And when the results are favorable, we brag about our accomplishments. When they are not, we blame God or somebody else. Well, you can brag about your secular wisdom all you want, but sooner or later, your secular ignorance will show up. And it won't be God's fault or anybody else. Now, to be sure, wise men do exist. We call them wise because their intellect rises above the common level. It would be phony modesty for them to pretend that their wisdom was not above the common man. But wisdom is not a thing to glory in. The more it is looked at, the more its limits will be seen. And when we begin to see how easily it can be misused. Wisdom, you see, is only worth exaltation and praise when it is an instrument of God. Moses is an example of what happens when we brag about our own wisdom. How many of y'all know some of the stories of Moses? Moses was trusted. Moses trusted God's wisdom until the wailing and complaining Hebrews got on his last good nerve. It was then that he trusted his own wisdom in the wilderness desert. God told him to do what? Speak to the rock. And it would produce the water that they needed. They had got on his last good nerve. And so he instead struck the rock with his rod and said to the Hebrew nation, must Aaron and I do everything for you? And to be sure, water came forth. But because a disobedient Moses struck the rock and bragged, he never ever saw 
the promised land. Bragging about our accomplishments only reveals our human weakness. So we can't brag on our wisdom. Then we look at man's might, man's might, man's might, man's wisdom, and now man's might. Judah's army was very, very large, and their fortress of Jerusalem was almost impenetrable. But Jeremiah saw that all of this was futile against God's wrath. The the great Babylonians who had absorbed the scattered people of Assyria would ultimately be the demise of Judah. So Jeremiah warned, let not the mighty man glory in his might. Judah was not the first nation to think that might always wins. We've seen many nations go to war with the notion that they were stronger than their perceived enemy. Look at the TV today. Russia attacking the Ukraine because they perceive themselves to be mightier. Our senior saints will remember that that Japan thought Mike would win at Pearl Harbor. And we all remember that Osama bin Laden thought he could overpower the United States by taking down the Twin Towers. But Mike is subjective. The one who trusts his own might and exercises power over another has a false sense of security. Sooner or later, the mighty meet their match. Nations think they are mighty, but a, but, but a man can too. We can think of himself. A man can think of himself more highly than he ought to think. And when he does, she or he is headed for disaster. Consider the great king of Babylon who told Daniel, is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? Nebuchadnezzar no sooner spoke those words when a voice from heaven proclaimed, thy kingdom is departed from thee. When a man is on a quest to obtain power over his people, he is headed over a wake-up call. Headed for a wake-up call. Whenever, whenever a man is on a quest, they tell me that 45 was on a quest to be king of America. And he headed, was headed for a wake-up call and no longer sits on his perceived throne in D.C. Oftentimes, that wicked call might come at the next election. But sooner or later, he will find out that he is not Mr. Fix-It. Finally, let's look at that man's money. Judah's century of peace had enabled it to accumulate vast waste, wealth. But how many of you know that money can't buy everything? 
all of Judah's wealth just made them even more of a target to a, a approaching invaders. And Babylon had its eye on Judah's wealth. Even so, Judah gloried in its riches. It bragged about how wealthy a nation it had become. And they were convinced that you can't touch this. Man often sees his wealth as security. Jesus told the story of a rich man who feasted at the dinner table and thought his wealth was his saving grace. And while Lazarus begged crumbs from his table, the man who has become known as Dives, uh, the Latin word for rich, ignored him. But all of Dives' rich could not help him by a single sip of water. When he died and went to hell, the story told of a homeless man who was considered in homeless circles as quite successful. They tell us that his most valuable possession was his Bible, and he used it to reach a community of drifting vagrants. His ultimate congregation of worshipers gathered under a bridge, and that congregation was so large it'd be the envy of most churches today. And they said he prayed a most powerful prayer. And in it, he said these words, Lord, save us from ourselves. Judah had become vain, conceited, and self-reliant. They had professed their faith in God, but the moral and spiritual condition of their nation was still evil at the core. For they trusted in themselves alone. Their worship of God meant nothing because they were, they were insincere. Worship had become nothing more than a chronic custom. It was just going through the motion traditionalism. And while it's true that Judah seemed to have it all, great statesmen with wisdom, great strength, and great riches, the truth is they had nothing because they had lost their moral and spiritual worth. It is righteousness, and righteousness alone that exalts a nation. We serve a God of justice. God won't leave us in a lurch. God didn't leave Judah without a way out of their predicament. He told Jeremiah to warn them, saying, But let him who glorious, glories, glories in this, that he understands, get this, and knows me, that I am the Lord who exercised loving kindness and judgment and righteousness in the earth. For in these things, I, I more than, in these things, I am more than a conqueror. What does all of our bragging and self-glorification gets us? It gives us a hollow faith. Solomon, the preacher, saw the emptiness and futility of power, popularity, prestige, and pleasure apart from God. And after careful consideration of the whole of human life, Solomon wrote, vanity of vanity, all is vanity. God encourages us 
that we take delight in him. We need to understand that it is God who is good and not us. For his word says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And so today, Ebenezer, we give glory to his name. For only the Lord gives us wisdom and understanding. I say to you today, give glory to his name. For only with the Lord are we strengthened with his might by his spirit. Give glory to his name. Only through our humility and fear the Lord can we experience riches and honor and life. Give glory to his name. Not your power, not your might, not your wisdom. Give glory to him. There's a song that we learned a ways back. It says, give glory to God, saints. Give glory to God. Give glory to God, saints. Give glory to God. Give glory to God, saints. Give glory to God. Give glory to God, saints. Give glory to God. He's worthy of the praise, saints. Give glory to God. He's worthy of the praise, saints. Give glory to God. He's worthy of the praise, saints. Give glory to God. Give glory to God, saints. Give glory to God. Give glory to God, saints. Give glory to God. Give glory to God, saints. Give glory to God. Give glory to God, saints. Give glory to God. Give glory to God, saints. Give glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And for my, for my senior saints, y'all can't get behind that one. How about this? Down at the cross where my Savior died. Down there for cleansing by sin I cried. Death to my heart was the blood applied. Singing glory to his name. I'm singing glory to his name. Precious name. Glory to 
I sound better when you sing it with me. Lord, have mercy. I'm waiting for Stanley to give me a chance to sing with him, but he keeps looking at me and laughing when I say, we going to do a duet. But thank you for the big assist. Hallelujah. We got experience. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all made me feel some kind of way this morning. I, I was like, I heard that one. Singing glory to his name. Oh, to my heart was the blood of God. Singing glory to his name. I'm singing, I'm singing glory to his name. Precious name. Singing glory to his name. Oh, there to my heart was the blood of life. Singing glory to his name. And now unto him is able to keep you from falling. To him they will present you for his father with exceedingly great joy. So the all wise God be dominion and power, honor, and glory. Now, henceforth, and forevermore, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day.